Well, if you're wondering what this is, this is Jazz's new choice. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. For lunch out loud, we have had lunch and we are about to get out loud. My name's Simo, I'm here with Jazz and we get together once a week, every Tuesday. We get together, we used to do this on Facebook, but now we are just doing it just for you. You can still comment, add your thoughts or questions about any of the topics that we are talking about. Uh, we do this as our way of being able to do some discipleship live. We realize that being a Christian, we make it look easy, but I tell you what, sometimes mm-hmm. it's actually not that easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we try and get together and we try and nut it out. We try and sometimes we fight. Sometimes we agree. It's not as fun when we agree, but it does happen. Today, I hope, we are going to agree. Jazz, how do you like your new track? Um, I way prefer it to the old one. It's so much better. Well, if you did, you'd be driving along, but you're just sitting there. <laughs> I'm driving in my head. Well, people, it's like an audio format. You need to tell people what you're feeling, what you're thinking. Get it out, Jazz. Get your emotions out. <laughs> I'm just so ex- exultant at the new at the new track. It's amazing. I love it. Okay, it's time to be honest, Jazz. <laughs> did you choose that track? No, I didn't. Chaz, seriously, you've had three flipping weeks yeah. to choose a track. What is going on in your world that is making you so busy that you cannot choose one track in three weeks? I get really nervous about legal things and there's a lot of legal issues that go behind licensing and I just got too nervous to make a decision. <laughs> well, look, in the end, we um, we have made a decision yeah. and we have chosen a track, which means yeah. we are good to go. Today, we are talking about... Mm-hmm. This idea is of, is it okay not to be okay? And mm. I think sometimes we, we present this image as, as Christians that maybe we've always got to have everything all together. We've got to have our lives together. We must be well-maintained in, in physical and mental and emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. Like everything is supposed to be balanced. I'm just mm-hmm. wondering if this is the reality for us and if it's not, should it be? Like, do we sometimes, particularly in the church in the West, do we almost aim too low and be like, you know what, We've all, we're all going to have issues? So that whole thing where we say that you can, you know, there's no need to stress we're all going to sin. I'm like, yeah, but, <laughs> but should we have that as a part of our vocabulary? Mm. Is it okay not to be okay as a Christian? Yes, it is. Well, Jess, you and I have – the re- why do you think I wanted to talk about this? Um, I'm not sure actually, because you thought this up. Um, I do know like, you know, just in my everyday life, I do see a lot of people who have like these really weird standards and expectations. And I'm like, where the heck did you get that from? Like, why do you have that thought process that you think that is what you're meant to be doing or being? What do you mean? Can you be more specific? Just because I think sometimes... It's not always helpful when we. I think the whole point of this podcast is to be as specific and as detailed as possible. When we're saying, I see people who are like, what you don't have to give names, but what are yeah. the specific things that we see people do um, that yeah. like our listeners are going to be like, uh oh, mm. fully exposed. They're talking about me, mm-hmm. or but we're not. We're not talking about mm-hmm. you because we don't even know who you are. Mm-hmm. But it's more to try and speak to the truth and the reality of where they are. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess one of the things I see a lot of people like freaking out about is they're like, I'm not up to this like 
I can't speak in tongues or I don't know what my gifting is or like I'm really struggling with understanding this or any kind of scripture or I'm really struggling with even feeling quite secure in my faith. And it's almost like it's an embarrassing or shameful thing. And it's like, no way. Like literally everyone struggles with that. Yeah. That it's okay to doubt yourself, doubt God, doubt your faith. Um, Is it though? Yes. Where, like, where do you see that represented in the Bible? Because I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Ideologically, I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that it's represented in the Bible. Mm, okay. Um, I think David struggled a lot with his faith. Um, the writer of Ecclesiastes. Like, that's Solomon. like, yeah. Um, that's like intense struggle there where they're like, well, oh, what's the point of life? Sure. Um, who else? Um, oh, there's a person why can't i remember the exact story um the person who said like help me with my unbelief yeah 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 the men when jesus came down from the mountaintop with two of the disciples is that the one you're talking about probably yeah okay so there is this idea of 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 a struggle Mm -hmm. but is the concept and the idea of yeah we're all going to doubt our faith and we're all going to question and that's completely normal and okay is that represented in the bible like i'm not saying that it's yeah i'm not saying that um, it's not going to happen, but is it mm-hmm. like this thing that we should normalize rather than rather than give people more thought processes yeah. on how to get yeah. it? Like, no, you shouldn't be having that. This is what you got to do when those things come up because that doesn't belong in you. Uh, I think that maybe normalizing it isn't necessarily what we need to do, but we need to remove the shame and the guilt that surrounds it, um, and give people more healthy ways to deal with those thoughts. What shame and guilt do you think is around it? Well, kind of like if I doubt my faith, then I don't have very strong faith. Um, okay. But then like, you know, you hear Jesus saying like you just have to have the faith of a mustard seed, which means like your faith doesn't even have to be that yeah. strong. So that's why I'm like, what shame is it? Is that self-condemnation and self-shame? Is that, Probably, yeah. Is that projected through, like this is our chance to talk real mm, talk. Yeah. Do you reckon that's projected through the church? Um, I don't remember anything specific that I've felt that with. Um but it seems like there's a lot of people who seem to battle with this, so it must be coming out somewhere. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, what do you mean by battle with this, though? Sorry, before I said that's what mm-hmm. I mean. What do you mean by battle with this? Do you mean specifically the shame that they feel around doubting their faith? Yeah. Okay, but, like, let me just rebut it for a moment with mm. this this stat, which is 92% of Christians within the West don't read their Bible on mm. a regular basis, as in not mm. even once a week. Yeah. So when we've got people going, oh, I'm struggling with my faith. That must mean I'm a bad Christian. It's like, yeah, but like you're not even actually reading your Bible. Yeah. You're not engaging with your faith in any meaningful way. Of course you're going to yeah. struggle with that. My point is, have we picked up things that are about, I don't know, maybe religious mindsets or have we picked up things that actually aren't within the Word of God, but we just accept them as cultural norms and they're not actually spiritual norms. Do, do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. the idea of you're a bad person if you're struggling with your faith, I, I, I don't know that that's an, a message that's projected I don't think it's about being a bad person. I think it's, for me anyway, as a pastor, as a leader, it's about, so I think you're a bad person. You just shouldn't be there. And you're there because you're actually, you need to engage more and more with who God is. I find it fascinating that when people struggle with their faith, that they often turn away from God Mm, mm -hmm. rather than turn towards God. Like to me, that doesn't make sense. It's like saying, 
I'm struggling with thirst, so I'm going to walk away from the tap. Mm-hmm. What? Wouldn't you go yeah. to the source of the water? Wouldn't you go to the source of of your faith? Do, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I've definitely been there where I've like struggled with my faith and gone, okay, I'm just going to move away from that. I feel like I my reaction to that situation was because of pain, because I'd felt so much pain that then I started to struggle with my faith that then mm. I didn't want to return yeah. to that pain. Um, I thought, well, if I go back there, like I know there's a lot of pain and I'm just not going to deal with that. Um, but then maybe the conversation needs to stop being, well, I don't know. Again, like you're saying that you don't think you've heard this kind of conversation, but I guess like instead of going, oh, I'm not doing this right. Like, oh, I'm not, like I'm struggling with my faith and then going, well, hey, do you think that you could struggle less if you actually, um, engaged in these kind of activities? And that's my point. I think we've made the struggle such a normal part of our Christian expression that what we haven't made is success. But it is normal to, like, if you're not working out, then you're going to struggle when you go for a run. But but that's right. But if you are working out... So it's a normal reaction, but it's maybe not a normal place that we should find ourselves in. Right, right, right. So what we're saying is it's normal, but it shouldn't be satisfactory. Yeah. We shouldn't be satisfied with staying there. Yeah. So having a stretch of your faith or having times or moments where where you're having a wrestle within your faith, mm-hmm. that sort of thing is it happens, but yeah, we 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 shouldn't we shouldn't be so, sort of aiming for that. Yeah, I feel like when we have challenges in our faith and in our belief systems, they shouldn't be things that this. And I know sometimes we get to a point where it does, but it shouldn't be something that discourages us. So, like right. for example, yes, I did struggle with what I even believed in a few years ago because I was just seeing so much that I was not happy with um yeah. so mostly in regards to the way that i saw a lot of p- christians dealing with social justice issues so i started to struggle with my faith and what it sh- should have and what it did end up doing is it actually pushed me to continue seeking god to then find his truth in it yeah, 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 yeah. to then learn to ignore what other people do so that was really good in that it challenged me um but then maybe i guess the struggle is, is for many people case? no like, a lot of people and, and will you probably said eventually back. did that so yeah. did, was there times or was there moments where you were like you know what i'm stuffed the church stuff god yeah. i'm 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 done with this like yeah and what so talk me through what those moments are like so the idea is and what we want what we're trying to talk about mm-hmm. is this idea of is it okay to not be okay mm-hmm. and and we're saying yeah look it happens. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be satisfied. It's okay, mm-hmm. but it's not normal. Yeah. Or it's normal, but we shouldn't want to stay there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, for example, I've had a lot of issue with my ankle in the last two years. And so right now I've been working with a physio and it's really annoying having to go and do my exercises. Yeah. And some days I definitely have gone, I don't feel like doing my ankle exercises today. I'm not going to bother doing it. But then other days I've gone, I'm so sick of this, but I'm going to push through that pain. I'm going to push through the boring. I'm going to push through that. And so I think the same thing happened with me and probably a lot of other people who experience it. You get to a point where you're frustrated, you're challenged, you're annoyed and some days you probably will go, I don't even want to deal with this. Mm. I don't want to process this pain. I don't want to process this, like do the hard work today or this week or this month. I don't want to do that hard work to get to a place where I know I'll probably be better and you just don't bother. But then other days you're like, well, if this is a challenge, but this is the truth, then how do I reconcile the challenge to the truth? And just mm. that discovery of connecting that challenge and working through it and getting to the truth. So, um, if that makes sense, yeah, it does make yep. sense. Okay. Yeah, like so, I was just thinking then as you were talking as well. Do you think then is it easier to walk away 
from a a spiritual I don't know crisis, a mental uh, or emotional down moment. Is it easy to walk away from our relationship with God? Then maybe we got a physical injury. Do you know what I mean? Like so, I'm uh, looking at your physical injury right now. Yes, your ankle hurts. Yes, you got to do therapy. But I wonder whether it's sometimes almost more uh, tangible for us to to outwork the recovery process because mm. it is visible. Yeah, and because you also can have goals. Like I went in and talked to my physio and I said, I would like some goals. What is the time frame that you think I'm going to improve? What exactly, like tell me exactly what's happened, which ligament has been hurt, how are we going to improve it, how the exercise you're doing. Whereas I feel like, it's probably harder with our faith because how do you do that with you your faith? can pray every yeah. single day and someone you love can still pass away from a sickness True. and we don't have the answers the lord doesn't give us time frames all the time you know some people maybe he'll speak to and say at this point which he's done with me he told me once um he gave me time frames for different things in my life and i was like oh cool that's great because i love having time frames sure um but then other times yeah there's just like there's no time frame there's no exact thing that we need to work, exact goal that we need to work towards. So it is challenging just to trust that, okay, if I keep pursuing this, if I keep working through this challenge, if I keep praying, if I keep reading my Bible, then I'm trusting that this challenge will be overcome. But isn't that a crucial element of faith? How, how else is your faith stretched without an element of trust? Well, yeah, I mean, that's literally why Jesus said like, Blessed are those who believe in me and have never seen me. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's like, okay, but if you did get instant answers, where is the element of faith in them? That's provision. Mm. Is that a different thing? So when we're having those moments of faith crisis, is it not your faith being outworked when you are feeling like, I don't have any answers? Like, and, yeah. and it comes down to that, like, question, do we create this image of Christianity that just hang in there, Christianity will provide the answers rather than the image of there's no better place to bring your questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's true, yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're just trying to answer things too quickly. Yeah, kind of like, oh, no, no, like it'll be okay. Like Yeah, 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 yeah. Give you give you a psalm or something. Yeah, like go in. there's a silver lining in every cloud. Yeah. Don't worry about it. God has a purpose for your suffering right now, yeah. all of that. Do, do you think that part of the... the yeah, I... And I wonder if the, is that like part of human nature? Like when someone comes up to you and they start complaining about a problem, generally our first like response is to say to them, "Oh, here's some way you can sort that out." Oh yeah. Oh yes, I also experienced that, and this is my experience and how I got through it. Whereas actually, a lot of time people just need someone to listen to them. So I wonder if that maybe that's coming from like you know that human nature. We have to have an automatic response for everything. Sure. And. You know That's I'm, so different to what a lot of faith experiences are where we don't get the answer straight away. You'll have experienced this firsthand with me. Like mm. what are the things that I do when people are coming to, to me in particular as a pastor and as a leader, the, the way that I deal with it is by asking them more questions. Mm-hmm. Chaz, you know for a fact mm-hmm. that I just keep on – when you've, you and I have had conversations when you're going mm-hmm. through difficult moments, think about how many times – I just end up asking one question after another, after yeah. another, after another. Because I think the question is actually more important than just going, let me just give you the answer straight away. Yeah. Well, from your experience, so like this is your opportunity to kind of critique 
how how I've gone. Uh, seven out of ten. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. Could I'll have done more seven. with like I don't know, maybe some cookies or something. <laughs> but at the times where we've had those conversations, you've had those moments where I'm just questioning and questioning and questioning. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about what that experience is actually like. Yeah. Oh, sometimes it's annoying because I think a lot of people probably come to, you know, spiritual leaders um, expecting an answer. So it's like, why are you asking me all questions? Like, give me my answer. (laughs) I think even last week when we were talking, I think at one point you were like, why are you looking at me? I'm not going to give you the answer. (laughs) And I was like, no, just tell me. Tell me the end result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to have to make this decision on my own. Um, So, yeah, but that definitely allows for a lot of reflection. Uh-huh. I remember someone, um, Grant, who we used to work with, he would always say to me, um, Jazz, an experience unreflected is, an un- is a wasted experience. Yeah, and I'd be like, oh, stop it. Like, I don't want to reflect on yeah, this. Yeah, it's true. Um, but it does allow us to reflect and um, even teaches us to then deal with it in our, like on our own instead yeah. of like always needing to come back to someone that's going to guide us. It kind of allows us to develop good habits to be able to do that on our own or more importantly with the Holy Spirit. Sure. So I I have a hypothesis that I want to put out there, which is simply this is, is that um, we, we weren't made to suffer. Mm. We, we suffer Mm -hmm. when we have separation between, between us and God. Suffering is on earth because of, of sin because of all sorts of things, right? That's that that ship has sailed, mm-hmm. right? Wait, so can I just clarify? When you say because of separation from God, I'm talking about the Genesis concept okay. and idea, yep. right? Okay. So I'm not saying that um, if you're sick, it's because you personally committed some mm-hmm. woeful and awful yep. sin. Okay, great. That the the fate of the world has sort of been set and sealed, mm-hmm. and off we go. Yeah, we're in a a world of brokenness and a world of separation. Um, my my thinking and my theory is that we have, in some ways, we've normalized this idea of your your moments of suffering and just oh that's okay. You can just you can have these crises of faith. You can have these moments of depression, sadness, darkness, whatever. And by the way, I'm not talking about you know. Bipolar. I'm not talking about chemical imbalances within the mind. I'm talking about how we can sometimes just stay in these moments of of hardness and difficulty, mm-hmm. and and I think that part of it is we've given it so much power within mm-hmm. our within our worlds. Mm-hmm. Like I said to you, I look at it sometimes, and and I spend a lot of time catching up with people you know that Mm -hmm. i spent a lot of time discipling mentoring coaching people and i would say the vast majority of them i can tell when i ask them hey how's your relationship with god going and they'll look three or four different ways and they'll (laughs) like get a bit fit no look it's going all right but it could be better and all they're saying is i have no idea what i'm doing Mm -hmm. i don't know how to navigate my relationship with god in this Mm -hmm. world yeah and, and even when they do, it's like, yeah, I spent some time with God. Like I've been reading my Bible every couple of days. It's like, yep, I'm not asking you if you're reading your Bible. I'm like literally asking how your intimate relationship with God is going. Are mm-hmm. you allowing him to impact the everyday moments of your world? Mm-hmm. Reading the Bible is a natural result of that and, and mm. that increases that. My, my point is have we despiritualized the church 
as Christians, have we despiritualized our faith and our Christianity to remove relationship and normalize other things in its place? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So how can you not have a faith crisis when you're not spending enough time with God? Of course you can have a faith yeah. crisis. Well, then, as leaders, should leadership be doing something different to How dare you people? blame me? <laughs> <laughs> um, or if it's not that, then is it – do you think it's personal stuff? Like people just assuming things that are maybe not what the pastor is saying about something. Yeah, I think it's a couple of things. First of all, we're looking to the pastor to provide the answers rather than the mm. – rather than the shepherd, like God mm. is our shepherd. And I think that's one of the things. And I think part of it is people aren't taking as much personal responsibility and accountability for their decision-making mm-hmm. and actually taking some ownership over it. And we've, we've created this dependent world or we've created a, 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 I'm dependent on the church to provide the answers. I'm mm-hmm. dependent on a spiritual leader to provide the answers mm-hmm. rather than actually understanding that you have this incredible gift of, of, of mm-hmm. being able to go to God himself yeah. and discover some of these things for yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying, by the way, all depression, all mental health uh, mm-hmm. or mental uh, health unwellness, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that all of that is a result of you've just got a lack of relationship with God. Mm. So we make it difficult for ourselves to stay solid in our faith when we don't maintain a consistent relationship with God. Yeah, okay. I'm saying that as a, as a pastor, I've had moments where I've I had a I, – like when I was like 21 years old, 22 years old, I had like a burnout time where I didn't speak a single word for like two weeks. I was physically spent. I've had moments of where I've had really low mental health, Jazz. Like I'm talking even in the last – year Mm. there's been times where i've been like up at one o'clock in the morning going god what is going on in my head right now like Mm -hmm. i need your help my point is i'm not just sitting there running away from god i'm running to towards Mm. god in those Mm -hmm. times i don't want that stuff in my life i Mm -hmm. don't want that stuff to be a part of my life because i know what it's like without it and i don't when i say Mm. is it okay i don't think it is okay and I don't, think, I don't think we should let it be okay. I'm not saying it won't happen. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that it won't occur to us. Yeah. I, I may still struggle with a moment of depression in a week. I might still struggle with a moment of low self-esteem in a month. But when those moments come, I'm not just going, oh, well, you know what, this is normal. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Everyone has it. Mm-hmm. Everyone has these moments. Mm-hmm. I'm telling myself now, no, it's not normal. It's not mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So then I guess like from what you're saying and then from what I guess I believe, it's kind of like going, oh, because yeah, I've experienced the same things where I've gone like, oh, I actually hate everything and everyone. Sure. Um, instead of going that, like, because I think a lot of the time when we do go through things like that and also a lot of the things that I've heard said over the years in church, things like you shouldn't be depressed if you're a Christian those things are often then received with condemnation. Yeah. And so it's kind of – and I think I've learned, I don't know, a good way to process it where I kind of go, oh, I'm really struggling with this at the moment with my mental health or with my faith or with how I yep. love other people. Um, I'm really struggling with this right now. I am not unworthy or unlovable 100%. or condemned or anything because of this, but – I know I am not healthy in this. How'd you hurt your ankle? <laughs> I just was walking and just 
walked off a sidewalk. Right. There are some people who hurt their ankle like that. There are mm-hmm. some people who it just happens. There are some people who do it through a sport injury and there are some people who it's self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. I don't really care how it got hurt. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't say that it's okay that it's hurt. Mm-mm. You don't just go, ah, oh, well, it's just a hurt. Like It's okay now. Yeah. I just have to walk. No, you work it out. Mm-hmm. You've got to go through the recovery process. It's just not accepting it as being an okay thing. Yeah. I'm just not okay with having a mental injury. Mm-hmm. I'm not okay with having depression just staying in my mind. I'm not okay with having these things just be there. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that you just – I don't care how it got there. Just don't mm-hmm. be okay with it being there. Yeah. That's where I think we run into issues is sometimes we over-normalise and we over-emphasise mm-hmm. it to the point where we kind of go, oh, let's just like, ever, you know, guys, it's God, still, God does still love you. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want you to have it. Mm-hmm. You and I are friends, Jazz. Imagine if I as your friend were like, Jazz, of course I still love you. It doesn't matter about your ankle injury. You're like, that's great. But it's not going to help my ankle recover. Mm-hmm. You don't just go, well, Jazz, we're just going to leave that ankle now. Mm-hmm. I know the bone's sticking out. It looks like you're bleeding <laughs> out. But you know what? We all have injuries. Yeah. Okay, that's great. But I don't want you to stay in a place of injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want, and, and in my opinion, both the word of God and the knowledge that he's given to us as people gives us an ability to be able to recover, mm-hmm. gives us an ability to be able to live these things out. Yeah. I think sometimes what we do is, first of all, we leave the word of God out of it and go, yeah. well, let me just uh, recover. And we go and we fully immerse ourselves in mm-hmm. concepts and ideas and the knowledge of man, mm-hmm. which has been given by God anyway. Mm-hmm. But we leave God out of that part. Or the other thing that we do mm-hmm. is sometimes we just, like I said, we just leave it there. Mm. Oh, well, it's just, it's okay. It's normal. Yeah. I get that it sucks. I get that it's there, but just don't. But just don't leave it there. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like, here's my biblical example. Jesus, I think, is probably the best biblical example of it. He 100% got tired at moments. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. Massive storm going on, he falls asleep on the boat. He's not anxious about it, though. Everyone else wakes him up going, mate, do you even care? We're about to drown. This is a story (laughs) found in the Gospels. He's like, what are you talking about? Let's not. He didn't sit around going, you're right, guys. Storms are normal. Let's just stay in the storm. Mm -hmm. What did he do? Yeah, he stopped it. He stopped the storm. He said, that's enough. I'm done with this storm. Mm-hmm. And then there was the other moment where Jesus is in the garden of Gethsemane and he's praying and they're saying it's the closest moment to being able to understand the deepest, darkest depression that people can go through. And Jesus is there in the garden of Gethsemane and he begins to weep and then there's blood coming out of him and all this sort of stuff, right? And then, and then it goes on to say that he says, Father, if there be any way, then take this cup from me. For me, I'm like, that's a crisis in faith moment, mm-hmm. right? Or the closest we're going to get out of who Jesus was. Yeah. What did Jesus do straight after it? He went, not my will, Father, but yours be done. Yeah. He entered into faith. He saw the moment where there could be a breaking of that. He saw the moment where there could be could faith. The, the Hebrews actually translate one of their translations, for, well, their translation for faith. They translate it as the word trust. Mm-hmm. So in him saying, not my will, but your will be done, he enters into faith. He enters into a trust relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And trust is without doubt a form of love. So to me, I look at it and go, yeah, of course, there were moments where Jesus had the potential to suffer. But in both of those moments, he didn't go, well, this is just the way it is. It's normal. Mm. It's mm-hmm. all okay. He out, he worked it out. Mm-hmm. 
so I, I look at it and go, yep, there's storms that blow in people's mind. There's things that go on in their life. Mm-hmm. I just don't want it to stay there. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. So I think my, my question is, am mm-hmm. I way off here, Jazz? Mm-hmm. Like I, you've gone through and you've openly admitted on, on our Lunch Out Loud program, so this isn't mm-hmm. going to come as a shock, that you've gone through really dark and deep moments and you've gone through counselling and you've gone through Christian counsellors and you and I have had many, many conversations around these mm-hmm. matters. Am I, am I off the mark here? Am I missing something here? No, I don't think so. Um, I think it's true that we all go through things, but um, I agree that it doesn't mean that that's our end our end destination. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the point of like any kind of recovery. It's going like, okay, something has happened here. Now let's get through it. Let's work through it um, and let's get better. Like, you know, with my counsellor, with my physio, um, with my doctor, all the different things I've had to yeah. go and get. It's always like, okay, cool. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I just think like the biggest concern for me is just like that kind of condemnation and the shaming and the guilt that sometimes come with that. Um, and maybe we can do it better and help people get through those things better if we're actually removing that or making sure that's not present in our discussion. Like, you know, you know what? Um, I probably should have been looking where I was going when I was walking and I walked off a sidewalk and hurt my ankle. Um, okay, cool. Like I accept responsibility that I could have done better, but I'm not going to allow myself to feel guilty and condemned by that. And I think maybe it's the same thing with like some things that people go through. Like, you know what? Maybe you are feeling distant from God, but it's literally because you haven't had a prayer and like sat down and prayed with him and spent time with him in the 100%. Word for like two weeks. Like, yeah, but people are going to be like, don't judge my faith. It's like... Do you want recovery um, or not? Yeah, like, like this is a, way, a pathway to get there. There's a way out of it. Like, yeah. and, and, and I find it, like I said, it's compelling. It's it's it, it bizarre to me <laughs> that in those moments where and, and look, the only reason I'm saying this, I'm not saying this because I'm speaking from a place of judgment. I'm speaking mm-hmm. from a place of personal experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my personal experience, there's times where I've actually felt depressed mm-hmm. and those times where i felt really sad i don't have depression but i have felt depressed mm-hmm. i don't have anxiety but i have felt anxious i don't have all of these different i've, I've had moments where i felt those things and in mm-hmm. those moments there has been definitely occasions in my life where i've gone i just don't feel like spending time with god mm-hmm. i'd rather watch a movie i'd rather sit on the couch in the dark and just disappear mm-hmm. in the world do you yeah. know what i mean like yeah i'd rather sink on my lounge mm-hmm. and then there's moments where i catch myself it hasn't always happened. The moments that I've actually caught myself though and gone, hang on a minute, you're running in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. The results have been dramatic. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot tell you the difference it mm-hmm. is far enough apart. Mm-hmm. On one hand, you've got this experience where it's like you're just sinking into yourself trying to resolve the problems and it mm-hmm. just gets worse. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, you've got this, no, 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 hang on a minute, let me outwork some sort of pathway to recovery. Mm-hmm. Now, I haven't had depression to the point where I've had to go and have sustained counselling. I've definitely spoken to people in pastoral care, like I think is a, is a really advisable and wise thing to do. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a matter of kind of going, don't try and resolve it on your own. Listen, mm-hmm. one, of, one of the things that I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. a lot of... <laughs> Which you will like. Yeah. A lot of judgment and condemnation is actually should be preceded with the word self. Mm, mm-hmm. It's mostly self judgment and self condemnation. Mm-hmm. 
Find me for those people who are saying that a dozen church leaders, a dozen church leaders that have actually said that to you. Because I can probably find at least a, that that your this is your fault that this is blah blah blah, or condemning you for having a mental health illness, or or, or condemning you for having a moment of depression, or condemning you for having a faith crisis. Like find me a dozen leaders who can do that, and I'll find you hundreds of leaders, hundreds who say the direct opposite. So mm-hmm. who are you going to believe? Mm. It's that you choose to accept this self-condemnation and self-judgment. And we do this thing called scripting. We script these things in our mind where somebody will say one thing to us, like maybe even some of the stuff that I've said today, mm-hmm. which may trigger some people and go, oh, Simo's saying that I'm not a good Christian because mm-hmm. I've had faith crises. Mm-hmm. So you can get triggered all your life. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that there is a pathway out of it and the pathway out of it isn't running from God. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know mm, what I mean? Like yeah. they script all of these other things that aren't there. And mm. that, when I say they, I mean me. Mm. I've done that. I've scripted conversations that people are having about me and they're not having them. Mm. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, they definitely are. Yeah. They all think I'm weak because I'm having this faith crisis. Who? Who thinks that? Yeah. No, you think that about yourself. Yeah. So get over it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I, I don't care that you that you hurt yourself. I care about your recovery. Mm-hmm. That's that's it for me. Yeah, I don't care how it was done. I just mm-hmm. know that it is done, and now that we know that it's done, we, we've got to work out a pathway to recovery. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Do you agree about that? The scripting and the self condemnation. Oh yeah, definitely. I think, and you know, just. Yeah, I think that's very um, a normal thing when someone's gone through something traumatic. Then any time that they then hear something that's similar to it, it's like their Triggers brain will process it, yeah, 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 it in yeah, the yeah, same yeah. way. So yeah, it's definitely true. Um, yeah, but I think just like that reassurance that hey, we can get through this. Yeah, absolutely. Is definitely, what a lot of people need to be hearing. Okay, yeah. so here's my question. Now we've come to the same place. I think we're on the mm. same page here. This is so, really yeah. uninteresting. <laughs> like I would have liked it if you argued with me a little bit more where you're like, you can't say that. That's so disrespectful. But I think like you're like, oh, no, I actually think you're right. <laughs> so I think we're agreed. It's actually not okay to not be okay. Yes. <laughs> I think if we change our language, right, we're not criminalizing you. We're not condemning you and judging mm, you because mm-hmm. it's happened. It's just not okay. I'm not okay with it. Mm, mm-hmm. I think like definitely reflecting it into like the physical, it's like, well, everyone would agree that it's not okay to have a broken arm or something. And just leave it. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. So why would it be acceptable and just be like, guys, it's no big deal. It's just a mm. broken faith. Mm-hmm. Guys, it's no big deal. It's just a moment of depression. We all go through our struggles. No, it's not okay. I'm not okay with you having a broken faith. And I am not okay with you struggling with your mental health. Mm-hmm. I, I know that God has a pathway and a plan for you to be able to outwork a recovery pl- process. Mm-hmm. So now that we, we know that, what are some of the things, reflecting on your own mm-hmm. journey, and this is putting you on the spot here, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you've done? Because I would say that you're... You're rejuvenating your faith journey. Mm. I would say that you're reestablishing your mental health mm-hmm. and getting stronger and stronger by the day. But what are the things that you have done that you've mm. seen work? Yeah. And actually start to make a difference? Yeah. Um, I think the first thing, which is probably why I keep emphasizing it, is I just like shook off that shame and guilt and that condemnation. 
where I kind of went, well, you know what? I have a relationship with Christ. I know, even though I might not feel right now that he loves me and has good, like, you know, um, good healing for me. Um, so I'm just going to ignore those voices that are telling me that, oh, you're a bad Christian or like, you're obviously not strong enough in your faith or, um, yeah, all of those things. So just like removing that and going like, okay, this is the truth. So I'm going to work towards it, but then actually getting a process to work towards. Like I came and saw you and Lisa and I was like, I've had enough. (laughs) Um, but like I'd already been sitting in that for a few months and it wasn't feeling good sitting in it. Um, which is when I went, okay, I don't want to sit in this anymore. Um, so I've got to find a way out. So I'm going to go ask people to help me get out of it. Mm. Um, and so like, I've been working on spiritual and um, mental things. Like I'm seeing a counselor. I'm seeing someone who can help me chat through things. But then I'm also coming back to the Lord and to his word and to relationships with him and relationships with people in my life that I know are strong and getting a good support network. Um, you know, same thing with my ankle. I sat in a sore ankle for like two years before I finally went, oh, you know what? Maybe just like using, um, physio cream and maybe just using like physio tape isn't enough. Maybe I should actually go see a physio. It's like, you know, using those ideas of like, I'll be okay. Or like, uh, I'll just like work through it slowly. You can do that and get to a point where I was and not really be doing great or you can actually go see the source of that physio tape and that physio cream and actually go oh hey um god like you're actually the one who all of this comes from so i should come and get healing from you and it's tough um but i just decided in my mind like you know what i want to make this work and there may be people who've gone like you know what i don't want anything to do with that and they've moved on but that was my choice i said to myself i want to stay in my faith i want to stay in a relationship with god and if these are the things i need to do to actually stay in that then these are the things i'm going to have to stick to even when it sucks even when i don't feel like it even when i feel that condemnation coming back um yeah just sticking through it and actually seeking that support from other people Mm, and not thinking mm. i can fix it with some physio tape and some physio cream um I want to want to kind of bring us home here, Jazz, and, and I want to finish with this idea that if you're not okay and you're listening to this, I want to let you know first and foremost, genuinely, I think Jazz and I can say this genuinely, we actually love you. We don't want you to stay there. When I say it's not okay that you're not okay, it's simply saying I don't, I don't want you to keep suffering. Mm. Just mm-hmm. shoving physio cream on your faith crisis, mm-hmm. just shoving physio cream on your you know, your mental health crisis right now. It's not going to fix it. It's not going to do it. We, we want you to outwork a plan and a pathway to recovery. Jazz, if you were going to give people three things that they can do to help them themselves out of this moment mm-hmm. right now, just mm-hmm. three things that they can do this week, straight after mm-hmm. listening to this podcast, what would you, what three things would you give them? Um... I would probably tell people to stop focusing on the things that are exacerbating it. Mm. Stop walking on your ankle if you've heard it. Mm. Stop Mm. getting into conversations with people online who are going to make you feel like you're condemned. Um, And then, so that's number one, but then replace that. Don't leave that hole gaping there. Replace it with people who are going to fill you with encouragement and with love and with support. Um, And then third thing is just like, Get yourself accountable with people and set out a plan. Like make a plan and stay accountable um, to actually seeing through your healing process. Yeah. Cheers, good jazz. <laughs> good. You've, um, 
shared some great thoughts today. Hey, look, I don't know about this music. <laughs> this, is, this is something else. But um, thanks so much for joining us again today. Oh, it picks up. I don't want this yeah. yeah, It gets fun. I wish you'd dance more, Jess. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for joining us on the Lunch Out Loud podcast. Don't forget, you can check out all of our other podcasts by going to the Simo Hoffman podcast channel. Where you are listening to this, listen to 3D. That's the boys getting together. We've got our Sunday messages that are going to get up there as well. We hope you guys have enjoyed today. Thanks again for joining us. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone.